KHAN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. K-Hen is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Oh boy, well welcome friends to another edition of On The Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, here at KTN 106.9 on your FM dial. And um, this is a, a live show. You know, we used to, way back in the old days, we did all these shows live. We'd sit right in here, and but then uh, recent years we've been taping them. The advantage of taping them is that we have Leslie Matthews around here, and Leslie is the kind of person who what she'll do, she'll go through the she'll go through the whole thing. And if say say somebody said one of the bad words, which we can't say. Or say um We can't do that live for us. Yeah. There's no editing this show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when we do it live, there's no editing the show. So we, we have to be a lot more careful with with what we say. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and let so. me uh, throw in a note on Leslie Matthews. She's out of town right now. Um, she has been critical to the uh, development of this show. She's the, uh, she's our boss. I'm the engineer. Forrest is the uh, brakeman in the caboose. And uh, Leslie, she's kind of like our boss. And she's so, the conductor. Yeah, so she takes... The conductor ta- is always the boss. She takes these shows <laughs> and she adds the music to the front and back of them. And uh, she gets them ready for final production. She gets them put over on our uh, podcast that you will be... That you can listen to our uh, on the rails on, on the podcast at khen.org. And um, I'll just quickly say this, and we'll go back to it a little bit. If you are listening at khen.org, we have a donate button. This is our fun drive. This is our a special edition of On the Rails uh, during this fun drive. And um, we need your money. It takes money to run this thing. We're all volunteers here, and uh, we have quite a group of volunteers and we welcome more volunteers. Yeah, do you have anything you want to say about that, Forrest? About our volunteers? Well, now I'm feeling very sad because mentioning our volunteers, immediately, of course, I think of Ed. I think of Ed Berg, who, who just passed away so suddenly just a few days ago. And, oh, boy, I tell you what, was, he was vital to all this. And I, I hope if anybody's listening from the Berg family or any close friends of Ed, condolences, our condolences go out. For goodness sakes, 
I tell you, people are almost crying around here. Oh, yeah. I was crying. Just, you know, for sudden sudden death like that is, it's really hard. Of so, course it is. And, yeah, my my and our most sincere condolences to the Berg family and Paula. And I don't know much of the rest of the family, but our condolences from Cahan and me personally and Forrest Whitman. Thank you for bringing that up for us. Well, it's just, we, you said the word volunteer, and I suddenly thought, gosh, what a volunteer Ed was uh, for, and for so many things. Uh, this station, big volunteer for uh, the, uh, the the newspaper uh, as well. He did a lot of things there. A big volunteer for uh, Colorado Central Magazine. He wrote for Colorado Central Magazine, as I do, as a lot of our, our DJs do, and several do, and I don't know. It's just, yeah, sad. And we all we can do is send out our condolences. Yeah. Yeah. And we can uh, give it just a little moment of silence. To a moment her. of silence. Let's do that. Peace in your new world. Peace. Peace. Edberg. Edberg. Peace to Edberg. And, of course, to Paula and, of course, to, well, the whole gang, really. You know, uh, Ed's grandson was living, he's a senior in high school, and was, I assume, still is, living with him uh, and finishing out high school. So I, you have to wonder how, well, what's going to happen with that? And, of course, Becky. I mean, you know, uh, Becky was so involved with everything around here, and now she's lost her grandpa. And uh, her fa- father, I guess, yeah, Ed was Becky's father, come to think of it. That has to be how that relationship worked. And, uh, <clears throat> huh. Anyway, and life goes on, and we need to shift gears and talk railroads, which was always fun with Ed. He, uh, <laughs> he kind of shared in some of my thoughts about how we might still bring passenger rail back. He, he too, felt there was a lot we could do to have more passenger rail than what we've, what we've got, certainly, and um, was a member of the team in that, in that respect. So, um, yeah, and he was, he, in fact, we just talked recently about, about all that. You know, we had a very interesting show here where we talked about front-range passenger rail and the the real uh, progress that's made, you know, um, uh, Biden freed up a bunch of money for uh, projects like like Front Range Passenger Rail, and very shortly after that, why our local CDOT people got involved, uh, got a grant, and they finished. I think they're almost finished with an interesting study about who would take it. How far would they take it? Certainly Pueblo, certainly uh, Pueblo to Union Station in Denver was one that why people were were saying they'd do that with, with no problem. Certainly um, talking about meeting uh, the, the, the chief, the old 
Santa Fe chief, now the Amtrak, <laughs> Amtrak chief, and uh, ways to then extend that to, of course, Chicago at one end and, and uh, at the other end extended to uh, the other side. And, uh, oh, my God, there's a, ho there's a hobo, a hobo walking in here this morning. Just I'm going to, uh, anyway, uh, once again, uh, uh, try to get control of this show. Condolences yeah. to the Berg family. And I'm going to put on an instrumental. It comes from Raul Malo. This one goes out to you, Ed. It's called Waiting for a Train. That's a good one. Waiting for a train from the Nashville Acoustic Sessions, Raul Malo, 2004, special edition here of On the Rails Forest. What are we going to talk about next? We've got so much to talk about at this special edition of On the Rails, which this is like the old days here at KHEN where, where it's not recorded, where, where we, we just put it out live, which is really fun. Well, one thing we, need, we always need to talk about is top of my list, is the Rail Museum. And someday 
we're going to have a beautiful rail museum here in Salida. Uh, we've got so much to build on. And uh, right across the, the river there, we've got the old uh, Denver Rio Grande Western shops where many, many engines were pulled in there and worked on them. If you walk into that shop, which you can do, why, uh, I mean, illegally do, but it, I mean, I, there's no locked door. I've been in there. You can, you can see the tracks on the ground. You can see uh, how they sorted out the engines. You can see way up in the clerestory. And even from this side, you, you can see that clerestory up there. I think I'm saying that right. It's, it's, it's way up in the top. You can see the big uh, beams up there. And what they would do, they would attach a little uh, back-and-forth shunter at the bottom of that. Then they would attach a chain to it, and they would pull the whole engine up so they could get underneath it and work on it while it was hanging up there, uh. up, up, hanging up there in the air. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful building over there. Could certainly be part of a rail museum. Also, um, we do ought to do a shout-out to Jim Dixon. Jim, if you're listening, because Jim says, I'm a modeler. I could make a life-size, full-scale model of the old uh, train station over there where you waited for your train. The depot. And and so you'd you'd walk in there, and there it would be. He said, really, he thinks we should put it where it was, which is right where, essentially, where the caboose is now. And speaking of the caboose, have you noticed it's not there? Caboose is not there. I don't know who stole it, but no, (laughs) it's not there. No, it, it's in. Um, it's being reconditioned. Uh, I talked to Earl Kittleman this week about it. He knows a little about the people who are reconditioning it, and they work for the. Uh, oh, they work for two or three lines. One that they do a lot for is the Durango Railroad, because that Durango Railroad runs up to Silverton, so it goes up way high, and. Um, it has to be in good shape because it's got people on it. You know, you don't want to strand them up in the snow and halfway to Silverton. And, and um, what they're doing is really interesting. They've, they're going to take the trucks off it. Trucks, for you non-rail people, those are, it's the wheel, we would say what? The wheel assembly. That's what we would call the trucks. And um, they're going to get those trucks off there. Those trucks were... Originally, the um, coal hopper on a, on your favorite railroad on the, oh, on the, the Atchison, Santa Fe. Topeka, and the Santa Fe Atchison, railroad. Atchison, Topeka, the Santa Fe. Your favorite, my f- favorite is not. And of course, <laughs> historically, there was a huge railroad war. It really, was a big war between the Denver Rio Grande Western, which I've always been kind of partial to, and the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. And that that war went on and on. There's a rock called Finger Rock, and it is uh, up above uh, the narrowest point in the Royal Gorge. And you can see it's sitting up there. And I, I don't know who it's giving the finger to. There's somebody. Finger Rock is called. And it is right where the, the rail war uh, happened. That's where um, the, uh, well, that's where the, the Rio Grande actually built a fort to keep the uh, 
those foreigners out <laughs> to keep to keep the, the Santa Fe people from from coming up there. And um, I don't think they actually had ammunition, but that was battle one. Battle two was in the roundhouse, and that's interesting too because the closest roundhouse really was not. They always say it was with down down the line. It was a ways down the line. And um, that battle is interesting, too, in that that's when the uh, Santa Fe took over the roundhouse. To keep the roundhouse, they hired Bat Masterson. Bat Masterson? Bat Masterson. You, you, our, our hobo sitting over here in the corner, he's already got put his, his fingers in his ears. He, he doesn't want to hear the word Bat Masterson. Bat Masterson, well, he was tough to, on hobo, so... I don't think he shot him, but he sure threw him off trains. But they so that Bat took over the roundhouse, and um, it was on the outskirts of Pueblo, if you can figure that. So that was the closest real roundhouse that we had in those days. <clears throat> and um, Bat Masterson and his tough boys were guarded the roundhouse because they didn't want uh, my side. No, they didn't want the Denver Rio Grande Western guys to use the roundhouse to turn the trains around and stuff. And so um, he uh, guarded it. Uh, I think it was certainly probably a matter of a few days, maybe, I doubt even a full week. But anyway, they were uh, were in there. And so the sheriff showed up, and uh, he had a writ from the district court saying that uh, at the very least the Santa Fe had to let other railroads use that roundhouse and that probably it was going to end up being their roundhouse, which never really happened, actually. It ended up still being the Rio Grande's roundhouse. Okay. And that's in Pueblo? That's in the outskirts of Pueblo. Uh Uh-huh. And um, so um, anyway, the day of the big battle, a bat, a rat, Masterson, (laughs) rat bat, he... He was, I, I can barely talk at the best of days, unless this today. Anyway, he was had been drunk all night and uh, carousing around town. So he, 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 they couldn't even wake him up. And so it was just a couple or maybe half a dozen of the boys in there guarding it. At which point uh, the, um, the sheriff and his boys said, well, we can't go in there because we want to get the cannon. The cannon was owned by, <laughs> the cannon, and this is interesting too, it was owned by the Colorado Civil Forces. So they thought whoever had that cannon had the upper hand. So they said, let's go get the cannon. They said, oh, well, there were a couple guys from the um, railroad in here yesterday. They took that cannon. Well, <laughs> the DNRG guy says, we didn't, take the can, and then, duh, they figured it out. They, what, uh, what the Santa Fe guys had done, they showed up impersonating themselves as DNRG guys, took the <laughs> cannon. Now, they had the cannon inside the roundhouse, pointed out the door at the sheriff and his guys who wanted to take it back. But the, um, so he showed up with a bunch of townspeople, and he had deputized, and they had guns, and pretty quickly the Santa Fe guys said, 
Ha! Are we going to give up our lives to defend some stupid roundhouse here in the middle of Colorado? No, not us. So they sounded the retreat, and they went out. They well, Some got out the back door, but one guy decided he wasn't going to do that. He dived out the window, but he was a size 64 extra large, very fat guy, and the window was narrow, and he got stuck in the window with nothing pointing into the inside of the roundhouse, but his, uh, what do we say? It's a family show. Posterior? His posterior. And that, okay, and a shot was fired, kabang, and uh, it was apparently grape shot or something like that, and it all ended up in his blue jeans. and in his. So he had to go to the hospital. Then the reporter for the Pueblo Chieftain reported the battle the next day and said, there was one fatality. He was a uh, Rio Grande man, shot dead, and his name was Jake something or another. Oh, too bad, condolences. So they ran a little condolence thing. And then the next day, this guy, Jake, whatever his name was, came walking into the newspaper office and said, what the hell is going on here? I'm not, I'm not dead. This newspaper says I'm dead. I'm not. And so the, he was the one alleged fatality. So it really was kind of a comic. It was. It was really a comic opera battle, the battle for the roundhouse, which some Colorado historians have played up as being a decisive battle. But no, it's just like the battle for Finger Rock. It, it's just humorous, but not much of a battle, you know. So anyway, that's some of the history on that battle that we might do in a rail museum. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this back. Here we are in the in the in Cahen's alleged uh, caboose, and we're going to turn this back to Cahen's alleged engine, and to our engineer Rick White. Yeah. Rick, it's all yours. Looks like clear sailing up here for us. It's so nice to have you in for a, a special live guest today. And uh, online listeners, local listeners, we are in our fall fundraising drive. It's easy. If you are listening at khen.org, hit yes, the donate button. Get my and I'm going to move forward with a song from the seldom scene, and we'll be right back at you. Thank you. Well, I thought you were playing Old train, I can hear your whistle blow, but I won't be jumping on again. Old train, I've been everywhere you go, and I know what lies beyond these Old train, it's time you pass your old and last, and it seems I'm too old for running. I hear rusty wheels grate against the rails, they cry with every mile. Well, I think I'll stay a while. And it seems I'm too old for running. I 
hear rusty wheels grate against the rails They cry with every mile Well, I think I'll stay a while Old train, I grow weary at the miles And I'll miss the freedom that was mine Old train, just to think about those times I'll smile when you're high-balling fine Train, it's time to pass your older than the last And it seems I'm too old for running I hear rusty wheels great against the rails And cry with every mile Well, I think I'll stay a while Old Train from the Seldom Seen. That comes off of something called Sugar Hill Snapshots, 1999. Once again, a special edition of On the Rails, Forrest Whitman and Rick White, both volunteer DJs down here at Cahen, both very much enjoy what we are bringing to Cahen and bringing to you. I moved... uh, to back to Salida after living here in the 1980s, and I moved back here in uh, May of 2018. I got myself settled in here, and um, Forrest had uh, lost a friend a, a year or a year and a half before, and he was sort of in the market for a uh, for a new friend. And uh, the situation that I moved back here to Salida, I was I was sort of in the market for a new friend also, and we've become fast friends. And uh, we we have things that we work on. We work on on the rails. Um, we, you know, we we're around the radio station. We like to support this radio station. I believe Forrest Whitman that we're both sustaining members. We are. Yeah, we are sustaining members. Have been for years, yep. Very good. It's a very good use of your money, and the money goes to very good use at this community radio station. Hit that donate button on the khen.org website. You listen to KHEN Forest. Uh, what what kind of shows do you like around I listen here? to KHEN, and one I never miss is this, this guy, Rick White, puts on a show of West Texas music. And I enjoy that. That's on Monday afternoon. And uh, <clears throat> your show, Rick, I really, I really enjoy it. It's, it's the kind of music you don't, you don't hear anywhere else. Yeah, I don't I, think so. It, like on the rails, I think the bacon Lubbock tomato sandwich is a one of a kind in community radio. Yep. And you are very lucky to get it. Local listeners, online listeners. We're proud of our shows. We have many that are. Um, that are produced here at Cahen, and uh, we have Free Range Love with Deidre. That's on Monday night. We have Big Wooly Music with Lisa on Wednesday nights. A jazz show, The Verve Reserve with Mark Dean. Uh, and one of my favorites oh. is, would you stop, please? One of my favorites is Just Breathe with Aaron. 
And back to the Bacon Lubbock Tomato Sandwich. I have a very special show put together for next Monday. It's, it's my episode 200. I can't believe I've gotten this far along and they haven't kicked me out of here. And it seems like I have some listeners on the, on the local off of our antenna and also uh, through the streaming service that we, um, that we offer you with a, with a membership and our uh, basic year membership is $35, and we would take that donation by hitting the donate button, or you can call 719-539-1069 and become a member of this community radio station. And for our distant listeners, that will make you feel a part of our community, and we welcome you. Forrest, where are we going next? Well, just to say that you and I are, are fast friends, and we our friendship has grown over the years, and partly because of sharing as we do this this uh, this radio here in the good old KN. Yeah. <clears throat> also, uh, we should mention that Leslie, without Leslie, we we couldn't do this. She's the producer of this show. She's the one. She goes through it all. Uh, she doesn't put well today. She can't because. We're doing it live, but usually, you know, she she goes through it. If somebody's coughed a lot, if somebody sounds too bad, she'll kind of kind of cut that out. Um, she's she's pretty special. She's in Italy right now, I hear. Yeah, and riding some trains, I understand. Yeah, we'll have a, we'll have to get her on it. Yeah, talk, talk about those. talk about that. And let me put this out to our listeners. Uh, Forrest and I are always looking for train fans. And um, if you have a story that you would like to tell, um, the best way to contact us or Forrest is at info at khen.org. Send us a little note, and we can do them anywhere. We do them by Zoom. We've gotten very good at them. And... Uh, yeah, for us, four years. So that must mean about... Four um, years, my God. Uh, That's a long time, isn't 200 it? 200 and some? You yeah, were already well, I started when think I, about it. You don't want to think about no, that? No, I don't know. As we get older, we... As we get older, we, we think about stuff less. Right. Or more. Well, let's see. Where are we going to go here? Can I see your notes there for a moment? Yeah, yeah, Look at my notes. Yeah. I think I can almost That's hear irritating. a train in the distance yeah i'm gonna put a song on and um this this comes from mr jimmy dale gilmore he is a uh keystone of that bacon lubbock tomato sandwich and we'll listen to this one it's a johnny cash cover and it's called train of love baby gets the urge to roam but everybody's baby but mine's coming home train of love's a leaving Leaving my heart grieving But early and late I sit and wait Because I'm still believing Oh, we'll walk away together Though I might wait forever Ever so often everybody's baby Gets the urge to roam But everybody's baby but mine Is coming home Thank you. 
But early and late I sit and wait Because I'm still believing Oh, we'll walk away together Oh, I might wait forever Ever so often everybody's baby Gets the urge to roam But everybody's baby but mine Is coming home The train of love is a-going And I got ways of knowing You're leaving other people's lovers But my own keeps going Old train men tell me maybe Ain't you got my baby Ever so often everybody's baby Gets the urge to roam But everybody's baby but mine Is coming home Train of Love from Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Comes off of a 2005 release called Come On Back. And a little information on that. Uh, Jimmy Dale Gilmore's father was a musician. And uh, he had they, they had put together a list of their favorite country songs. And uh, Jimmy put out an album shortly after his passing. And that's, that's the story of Come On Back. So what else do we have going on here, Forrest? Well, we got some other things going on. One thing we've got going on is the Moth, the Moth Radio Hour. And um, have, if you've never turned that on uh, to, to see it, it's, it's really interesting. You have people who, what they do, they do a, they do a, they do a, a, a just a, a couple minutes on their theme and then at the end of it, they uh, they throw in the surprise, whatever you know, whatever the surprise was. For instance, if I were to do a moth, which, which I haven't, but if I were to do one, what I'd talk about is the time that I had organized, pretty strictly organized, a trip to uh, uh, New Mexico on the uh, the old chief, and I really came down hard on saying, "Look, we stopped for one half hour in Albuquerque." That's our only stop. We stopped there for one half hour. If you're not back on that train, you're that's you're left there. So I, I made everybody pledge to do that. Then uh, <laughs> as that train pulled out and I was checking everybody off the list, I turned around to get on the train and realized she'd shut the door and she wasn't there. And, and that train took off without me. <laughs> so... 
So yeah, uh, did, did that help you in trying to be a little bit more on time, Mr. Forrest? Uh, well, I'm trying to be a little more on Actually, I was on time this morning. <laughs> I was. What are we doing? We've got about 15 minutes here for us. Oh, gosh, we just, and we've got so many things to talk about. But we haven't, I guess we've talked a little about the possibilities of a train museum here in Salida. Yes. And, and just the things we could incorporate. We could, uh, we've got buildings to use. We've got, we've, we've got a great um, uh, museum here in town. Yes. Already. And several, several of the people who were there, why they, um, they would help too with, to have this happen. Right. And we have the Steve Chapman thing. That, that, now that's interesting. He makes puts Salida really on the map with his historical tours. He leads people around the town and shows them our history firsthand. Steve Chapman, and um, you know he he has already said he'd be happy to do that, and uh, that would be really fun because people could show up. Steve would tell them how important the railroad was. Talk about a some of the possibilities for a railroad in the future. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, Salida is a railroad town. It was born as a railroad town. And um, it, it, with the, when they stopped running the trains through here, when they tore down the depot, it sort of lost some of its history with, um, and this is the history that it was born of. And there is a movement afloat to, um to bring a train museum to downtown, I could see it sitting behind that, uh, behind the uh, caboose. Once we get the caboose back, which is for a total reno- renovation, it's going to be gone for a year. And they said it will come back like brand new. And it dates to, do you know what year that was? Well, um, certainly the 1880s. 1880s. You know, you know it's over 100 years yeah. old. And uh, gosh, it's getting on 150 years old. Yes, yeah. And they said it's going to come back like new. And as Forrest said earlier, they're going to redo the trucks. Uh, So I guess if they wanted to roll it somewhere, it would roll on the modern tracks. Is that kind of? It would roll. It would roll somewhere right now. Yeah. Well, not right now, but eventually (laughs) it will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, this has been so fun. Let's see. I'm going to go back to our fundraising effort going on right now here at KHEN, and we have uh, a number of premiums for you. We have some new T-shirts, brand-new T-shirts. Have you seen them yet, Forrest? They're beautiful. Yeah, they've got a couple We've on got the wall behind the, in you. In our, in our stately uh, dispatch area, what do we call this? Stately studio. Our stately studio. For a $35 donation level, you can get our discount card, and that discount card comes with some good stuff. You can get 10% off of your dinner at the Fritz, Cafe Dawn, buy one, get the second free, Woods High Mountain Distillery, 10% off, Amica's has a a beverage you can get, Benson's uh, Tavern and Beer Garden, you can get 10% off. Salida Pharmacy and Fountain. There's a, a free waffle cone with two toppings with any $4 purchase. <laughs> um, and the Little Red Trike, uh, 35% off uh, per month, one per month. That's a big discount right there. 
And Vino Salida Wine Cellars, one free glass of wine per month. We ought to get one for that only. We should. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to put... I'm going to put one more song on. Let me pick a short one, and we'll um, we'll kind of be revving this one down. And uh, what do we want to listen to? Oh, he, oh, I had that one picked out, but I think I'm going to change. How about a John Prine song? This one's called Morning Train from the late, great John Prine. I saw you all dialed up, singing a song in your pickup truck. You put me on a morning train. You put me on a morning train. Ain't no need to explain. Put me on a morning train Hey, hey Brother Ray What you mean by What did I say You put me on a morning train You put me on a morning train Put me on morning train. train. If it's gonna rain, and I wish that it would, just go ahead and rain. Get it over for good. If there's really a hole in that big blue sky, then moving on over. Let me back Constantinople Is a mighty long word Got three more letters and Mockingbird You put me on a morning train You put me on a morning train You put me on a morning train All dialed up, 
singing a song You put me on a morning train You put me on a morning train Yeah, you can put me on that morning train. That sounded great from John Prine, the late, great John Prine's Fair and Square. Forrest, this is almost over. Thank you almost very over. Thank you very much for coming in and doing oh. this as a, a special feature of our fundraising drive here at KHEN. And uh, thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the support. And uh, what do you have in closing? In closing, well, uh, just to say the reason we got started to do this in the first place was because we, or at least I believe, that passenger rail can have a, a big role to play in our transportation future, even though it has not been given um, really hardly any support nationally for 20 years at least, maybe more like 30, and uh, that it could come back. And just the fact that CDOT sees that as a possibility. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had, uh, well, we had a guest on here to talk about what it would mean to have really good, frequent uh, service to meet our bus from Salida. Yeah. I mean, fabulous. And what uh, intercity rail could be, uh, nobody likes to go to DIA and get on an airplane. That's, nobody likes that. And yet, wouldn't it be nice if we could get on a train and head for Chicago that way? Okay, so that was, originally, that's how we got started. And then we got into railroad history and, good Lord, all the other places we've gotten into. So anyway, fun doing the show on the rails. I enjoy doing it. I hope we listeners like it. And without Rick White, it wouldn't happen. Thank you for that, Forrest. Yeah, we're going to have to get out of here. And good night, or good afternoon, everybody. Good day, everyone. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner.